Hello and welcome back to another episode of Before the Buzzers for Us podcast. I'm John. I'm Alan. And I'm Ollie. And we are here. Now, this is his first time on our show, so we'd just like to welcome him. And Josh, why don't you say a little bit about yourself? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, my name is Josh Rodriguez. I am the host of The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I'm also an internet TV host. I've made appearances on The Fumble. I'm a host for Fanium Sports, which is for fantasy football. I was a host on Fantasy Smack Talk. A huge fantasy football nerd as well, but mostly right now NBA since uh, it's NBA season. So, yeah, let's – we'll go over our topics right now. We are going to go over the NBA Conference Finals preview. We're going to be going over the NBA Playoff Game 7s, as that was a stunning thing that happened over the weekend. We're going to be going mm-hmm. over the NBA Draft. We're going to be going over five shooting guards. And we're going to be picking MLB players, NBA team, MLB teams to win the division. So, yeah, let's get into it after this ad. Did you know that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast? They give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. If you're listening to this, you obviously love podcasts, and you probably like music, too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode, download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are, easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integration system, with social platforms like Instagram. Just search for Before the Buzzer Sports Podcast on the Spotify app or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. And follow me so you never miss an episode of Before the Buzzer. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming service, and it can now be your go-to for podcasts, too. After that advertisement, right now we're going to be going over the NBA Playoff Game 7s in the first game we had the Trailblazers defeating the Denver Nuggets 100-96. And in the second game, we had the Sixers losing to the Toronto Raptors in a stunning fashion with a Kawhi Leonard contested game-winning mid-range off-balance that definitely should have gone in. 92-90. <laughs> so, Josh, what's your take on these? Well, I'm, I'm shocked that the Nuggets lost a game seven at home and they lost two games in that series at home. They were the best home team in the league. So if you're going to tell me that Damian Lillard is going to have 13 points in a game seven, I just told you the Blazers were going to get blown out of the building. But, you know, KC McCollum stepped good. up. And, yeah, uh, Evan Turner stepped up. And, you know, the Blazers were able to pull it out. I'm very disappointed in Denver. And as far as Toronto, I do think Toronto was the better team. I thought Philadelphia played a lot better than I expected them to play. It was a good defensive battle. But Kawhi Leonard, I think, Day, man, he's he's unbelievable, and that shot is probably one of the craziest shots in NBA history. So, yeah, shout out to him and shout out to the Raptors. Yeah, I'm going back to the Trailblazers game. I will, I remember screaming at the TV for Evan Turner to miss these two clutch throws. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't miss. He, I thought he would. I mean, throughout the whole series, we had a bunch of role players of the Blazers stepping up. You had Rodney Hood 
who had really big games in the series. You've had Damian Lillard continuing doing what he do what he was doing, and you had guys like CJ McCollum stepping up. So I think they're definitely really trying to take off the pressure off of Damian Lillard, and they're definitely succeeding. And they definitely did a good job in Game Seven, especially when Damian Lillard really wasn't there. And yeah, even though the they still wins. pulled out a big, big win in a big game. At home, at I mean away, not even home. Yeah, and who knows what will happen? I mean, Kevin Durant's out the first couple of games, right. so who knows? I mean, I'm I'm still taking the Warriors. I still yeah, take the Warriors. Yeah, we're still taking like, the Warriors, but if their players could step up like this, this is going to be a long, very hard fought series. Yes. And one of the weird things in this series was the disappearance of Joel Embiid. He was not there. <laughs> I see you guys looking at me weird. But I don't think Joel Embiid did actually. I don't think he did what he could do. I mean, they. I think Ben Simmons is your problem. Yeah, I agree with that. Joel Embiid played he, really good. Ben Simmons is scared to shoot one three. Exactly. I think Joel Embiid played really good. I mean, the only reason good stats he led the team, and I think more. It's Ben Simmons. Yeah, the only reason I agree with that. The only reason they were in the series was because of Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons should be like me, playing basketball. Just get the ball, shoot the three. If you miss it, come back and shoot another three later. (laughs) But you guys both miss. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) the shade. Well, I, mean, I think I think the problem with the Sixers is that they have someone like Simmons who doesn't want to shoot the ball. So when he's not on, when he doesn't have the basketball, he's in Embiid's space. He's in Embiid's way. So it's hard for Embiid to operate. So I that's, agree with that. That's the ground to figure out how to have these two players coexist at the same time because they're two of the better players in the league, not just on their team, in their league. And if you're going to maximize your team's ability, you have to have them both on the floor at the same time. So whenever Ben Simmons is on the floor, it kind of affects Joel Embiid. And Brett Brown needs to find a way for Simmons to be effective without affecting Joel Embiid. But that's also on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons needs to get a jump shot because this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the thing about Ben Simmons is because he can't shoot, he can't space the floor, and right. he's a post player. And Joel Embiid is just dominant in the post, and it's basically one of the only places he can play. So right. when you have two guys who can only play in the post, that affects the other player. It affects exactly. yeah. And you can't have, like, the floor spacing that most people have because... Yeah. I mean, your point, point goal can't, can't shoot. And this also says a lot about Ben Simmons' personality because last year he couldn't shoot at all. You know, he couldn't shoot at all last year anyway. And so this year, the fact that he couldn't improve on that is like, definitely a sign. He might have worked on it, but, like, I don't think he worked hard enough. I mean, I think he's so still... Awesome. He was too busy dating the Kardashians. Yeah, like, what are you doing all summer, man? You're an NBA player. Go to the gym, shooting shots. You're going to tell me you can't develop a 15-foot jump shot? I guarantee you there's a exactly. kid school who have a better shot than Ben Simmons. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was at a Pistons practice recently, and I was shooting, and I was, like, on fire. I was like, why can't come Ben... This why is can't a- Andre do... Andre Drummond do this? Yeah, it's the perfect... Professional. This is a professional yeah. basketball like, player. Ev- you play. You train every single day. Yeah. Up a shot that's from 15 feet away. I yeah, don't that's get definitely it. I don't that's get definitely it. a sign of something that should happen. Maybe it's his work ethic. And, work ethic that's and not hard John, another point is Joel Embiid played through all the background noise that the Sixers had. There was rumors about Ben Simmons being traded. There was rumors about Brett Brown not being back. And there was just so many rumors, and the fact that Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Tobias played through this and forced a Game 7 against this team is great because the Raptors are on a roll. They've been rolling through these playoffs. Right, especially with how good Kawhi's playing. He's, like, at another level. Kawhi, so. Kawhi's been being called, like, the best player in the NBA and clutcher than Kobe Bryant recently. So. Right. I wouldn't disagree with that one. 
So. You think he's clutching to Kobe Bryant? Well, I'm a Lakers fan, so I don't want to say that. I'm not a Lakers that. fan, but I think Kobe Bryant's clutching. I don't want to say that yet. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be a lot that Kyrie shows in this Eastern Conference. I mean, Giannis Kawhi, against Giannis. Kawhi, if you join the Lakers, then maybe, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> you're not there yet, so. Yeah. Like, it's going to be especially important how he does against someone like Giannis, who's just so physically, like, above. Yeah. All right, let's move to our next subject of the preview of the NBA Conference Finals. We have the Trailblazers and the Warriors, and we have the, uh, I forgot the other teams, the Bucks and the Raptors. Raptors. Yeah. So I think really the Raptors are gonna, they're not gonna roll through the series, but I think that they are more experienced. And I think they're in a hungrier position to win because this Bucks team wasn't expected to even be this far. Like, you think Kawhi can stop Giannis? I do yes. not think Kawhi can stop Giannis. I don't think. But, I think he can limit his abilities. Yeah, I think he can limit him, and I think with the more experienced Toronto team, they could beat this Bucks team. Even though I like the Bucks, they could beat this team out of experience. Really? Yeah, That's experience. Like a big photo. Experience will. Uh, Vet, you know, like veteran power, I guess you could say. I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to stop Giannis, you gotta you gotta have a full team. It's just not stick Kawhi on him and then hope for the best. Yeah. Giannis is so good, I mean, so long. You gotta have the, you know, the rotations have to be on point because you know he's gonna, he's gonna drive in the lane, kick it out for his uh, teammates for three. Middleton, Bledsoe. I mean, Brogdon's yeah. also back. Lopez. Brogdon's back. Right. Yeah, Brogdon's back. So, I mean, it, it's more than just sticking your best defender on Giannis and hoping for the best. You know, it's up to Nick Nurse, the coach for the Raptors, to come up with some schemes, maybe double Giannis when he gets to the lane, or maybe be willing to let him shoot the three-point shot so he's not driving as much. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do as a yeah, strategy stop. I agree. They need to I think agree. of a... They really need to figure out a defensive player to stop someone as, like, great, as powerful, as strong as Giannis. And for the Western Conference, we have the Nuggets and the Blazers. And or the or I'm sorry, the Warriors and the Blazers. I apologize. And that's gonna be a good series um, because with obviously Kevin Durant's out for the first couple of games, so I think the Blazers could take advantage of that. What do you think? Uh, I think they could. I don't think they will though. I think yeah. Giannis, I not Giannis, rather. I think Curry and Clay will come back to what they were without Kevin Durant, and I think they're gonna them and all the other role players and Draymond and all that. I'm going to carry this team and win this series. I mean, you look at game six with the Rockets. It was really like a tale of two halves. I think the first half, they were getting used to playing without Durant because Durant is such a big part of their offense. So that's why Curry had zero points. In the second half, they're like, okay, we just got to get back to our 73-9 and nine season in the season before that. So Curry goes off, drops 33 in the second half, and, and they move on to play the Blazers. So yes. I think right now they're rolling. I think they're gonna, Curry's going to do the same exact thing. Not in that fashion, but like, I think he's going to be just as effective as he was at the sec- in the second half of game uh, six. Yeah, yeah, I think the Warriors are going to be fine. I think Steph's going to be fine. Um, defensively, they're still really good. The problem is probably their bench is a little more thin than usual. But uh, if you're going to ask me who's going to win this series, I definitely think it's the big Golden State. I think they'll be fine with or without the Rams. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I mean, they made the finals twice without him. So. Exactly. exactly. And they even won a championship without him. Exactly. So. Yeah. So now I would like to talk about the NBA draft. The lottery is tonight. And what do you guys think is going to happen?
Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of those questions is very simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with a great sponsor who want to advertise who would want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it just really helps me boost what I want to do, which is podcast and get my word about sports out. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Well, Josh is a big Knicks fan here. And so he's really hoping for the Knicks to get a first, the first. I think pick. they will get the first. Pick. Oh, I hope so, guys! Don't, don't, don't play with my emotions like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous tonight. Listen, us Knicks fans, we've had it bad for decades. For decades, we need this pick so bad. You guys will. <laughs> It'd be total peak Knicks if they get the four or five pick. I'll be crying. You guys will know exactly where I'll be. I'll be in my bedroom. I'll be crying. You guys will be making fun of me. All that good stuff. But please, <laughs> send good vibes. Another time we can make fun of you about it. <laughs> so I mean, this is a really crucial night for the New York Knicks. Because if you don't get if you don't get the number one pick, you don't get Zion. If you don't get the number one pick, you probably don't get any other big free agents to get there because they won't have the talent to yeah. attract them. Plus Zion's a generational type talent. Yeah. So I highly so I I think I highly believe that this might be the one of the biggest nights for the Knicks in their the history. Knicks, the their history. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Zion Williamson is probably the next NBA great. Yeah, he is a generational type talent. This is not yeah. something you see in the street. And you're like, oh, I know guys like him. Man, that's it's how I not, be balling outside. Not, <laughs> it's not someone like that. You, This guy is absolutely special. And if anyone could get, and whoever gets their hands on him is one lucky team. Yes. I personally think... Um, not to shade your Knicks, but I think the Cavs need him more than anyone else because they're all <laughs> Cavs have a new coach. They won't attract any free agents because the Knicks, who knows, they could still maybe get somebody pretty they, decent because of New York. Either way. Yeah. A- and Cle- and but Cleveland really needs Zion because they really need the next LeBron and someone to help Colin Sexton and Kevin Love out. And they got a new coach in John Beeline that uh, you Steven two guys Beeline. are very familiar with. Yeah, because we're Michigan fans. Um, <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Beeline going to the Cavs. That's crazy. Really mad. He I can't deserves believe, it. I can't believe. I mean, I think he does deserve to coach us the next level, but I can't believe after being so, like, loyal. invested, loyal in Michigan, he would just, like, walk. He just walked. Like, he didn't even really give us any notice. He kind of just took the offer, like, under the ladle. And Last year he, he had some offers, too. Right, exactly. He's just kind of taking the offers under the ladle, and if he gets accepted, he's just going to quit right at the spot, which he did. And I think that's really going to hurt Michigan, especially when they lost their three best players. And I'm a, I'm a giant Michigan State fan, so I argue with these guys all the time. So that's what this is another reason why I think Izzo's a better coach, because he's committed. Izzo literally got offered the Cavs job straight up in 2010. 
straight up. He didn't take it because he wants to stay with Michigan State. Yes. And that, that just proves the commitment levels of some of these coaches. I think that's the only reason that he might be he might be better to be like, just because he's committed to this team. I love the thought he was good. He always makes their team better, but he just it just proves he's not as committed. He's not really in love like he says he was with Michigan. Investing. Right. Well, Tom is a top five coach of all time, college basketball. Yes, sure. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. disagree. Are but... you secretly a state fan? Yeah. No, Izzo's just an amazing coach. I disagree. He took this team that was projected to be terrible without Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson to a Final Four. I mean, yeah, he's he took Cassius Winston into one of the best point guards in the country. I mean, last year we did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but last year you guys had all the, a lot of talent. So, Izzo has won championships, bro. Izzo has won championships. Exactly. Teams to the final four. Yeah, Izzo's better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, you you're entitled to your opinion. That <laughs> doesn't mean you're right, but you have you can have your own opinion. You have the long opinion, but <laughs> I don't think we do. Okay, back to the topic, though. All right, so now we have about five minutes remaining. So I want to take one minute. Per shooting guard in the NBA, well, one minute for five guys. I set a list. We're going to start going through a series. For six episodes, we're going to go through five starting NBA shooting guards, and we're just going to have one minute to talk about them. So let's start with – give me a sec. Let's start with CJ McCollum. Yeah, let's start with CJ. So this guy is – he's really good. I mean, he carried this team into – he carried this team in game seven. That chase down block was really good. But I think this guy overall is generally, I think he, on most NBA teams, he might be the best player, but he's overlooked because of Dame on that team. I agree. Actually. A lot of people are recently saying that CJ is actually better than I Dame, would but disagree I just completely with that. disagree. I completely disagree with that. But I do think he is way overlooked just because he's on a team like, like with Dame. Uh, next, let's talk about Clay Thompson. Yep. What do you think about Clay, Josh? Clay Thompson, or sorry, I, I like Clay a lot. I mean, I think he's in the perfect system for his, uh, his abilities. He can catch and shoot. He can hit an open three. I think if you make him the best player on the team, he might struggle a little bit because he would have to create his own shot. But as long as he has a point guard who can drive and kick to him, he's going to be phenomenal for you. I oh, agree. Yeah. I was just going to say that if he was probably be the best player on any other team, I mean, he's a great player. He's an amazing talent. He's super good, but he just ended up landing in the perfect situation with him. Absolutely perfect. That's why I think he's probably going to save the Warriors, and he's probably, like, has a 90% chance of going back there. I mean, exactly. I mean, he loves line. the Warriors. He's in the perfect situation there. I don't get why you would ever leave that. There's just no point to. Yeah. Yeah, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. let's talk about J.J. Redick next. This guy, I, this guy, I wish if I played on a best, it, when, if, when I play basketball, I wish I had a coach that let me be like J.J. Redick. Legit, he gets the ball. He can take almost any <laughs> and nobody cares. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the Pistons game earlier. He had a four-point and one from half court to tie up the game. Exactly. Like, late game, 15 seconds, he can just shoot it from the logo. If he makes it or miss it, he doesn't receive any criticism. I <laughs> I think he's also in a really good situation for him. With a bunch of stars around him, he's perfect. Yeah. He's the spot-up shooter that, that that team needs. And Ben Simmons really benefits J.J. Reddick because Ben Simmons is more of a passing point guard. Exactly. So Ben Simmons really can just kick Redick. it to J.J. in the corner and J.J. does his thing. Right. Yeah. He's in the perfect situation. So. Yeah. He's a really smart guard. He can shoot. He can shoot the rock. He, he tries really hard on defense. He's a, I think 
honestly, any team could benefit from having a JJ Redick. Oh yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, the Even Thunder, though he is old. The Thunder probably need him the most. Yeah, they yeah, the Thunder could use him. They could use him. You're right. Yeah, especially with this shooting good Andre Robeson. He's a good yeah. defender. He's yeah, good but he can't shoot. And putting him on the weak side really hurts the team. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's move on to Donovan Mitchell. This guy. The Louisville product. Yep. He's on the Utah Jazz, as you might already know. He is um, arguably their best player. Only other competition is probably Rudy Gobert. And I really think Donovan Mitchell could be a rising star in this league. I think he is already a rising yeah. star. I mean, he's averaged more than 20 points per game in both of his first two seasons in the league. I mean, the last guy to do that is Mello. He can right. shoot the ball. He can dunk the ball. He can pass the ball. He can do everything. And he's, he's a great player. He's great. He's leading this team that was not expected to even be half decent because they lost Golden Haywood. But he's making this team really not that bad. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Josh? I think he's definitely a star in this league. I think he's going to be on the Jazz for a long time. I think they're going to be in the playoffs every year because of Donovan Mitchell. And that's, if they get a superstar to go to Utah, they can easily be contenders. It's just that he's in Utah, and I don't think any superstar wants to go to Utah. I mean, <laughs> the mountains. yeah, I mean, yeah. Kyrie, if Kyrie ends up in Utah, better watch out because that team will be nasty. Kyrie, Donovan, and then the Goody go be a setter. Even, yeah, but even someone like Kemba, like Kemba Walker, is really good. Yeah, go to Walker, someone, actually, someone like that. Go to Utah. Yeah, I would see that, actually. He could, he pairs yeah. up with some stars. He would yep. be the leader, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so end up in Indiana or Dallas. He can end up in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go to the fifth shooter guard. It's Devin Booker. Um, I like Devin Booker. I, like I think Devin he needs. I think he needs to leave unless they win the lottery. I mean, he just signed a big contract with the Suns. Yeah. He's a huge he needs, contract. With he Suns. needs to leave. If RJ Bear, if they don't win the lottery, if they get the third pick or the second pick, they're gonna get John Morant. Or yeah, John Moran could really help this team. I think I think the, then Devin Booker will leave. No, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want to see John Morant and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton on the same team because John Morant, Devin Booker is Devin Booker. Devin Booker is good as Devin Booker. We do not want to change him. We do not want to change how he is or how he plays. He shoots the ball when he wants to. He can go off if he wants to. I, I like Devin. I just don't know what he is yet. I mean. He's putting up big numbers, but he's on a really bad team. So I'd be interested to see what he's like if the team is good or he's playing against contending teams in real, real playoff games where defenses are, like, scheming against him. Because he obviously has talent. I just don't know if he can lead a team right now. And obviously the evidence is probably no because the Suns are the worst team in basketball for the past two or three years. But you can't, yeah. you can't judge a guy, really, until you really understand how he is on a good team, how he is on a bad team, how he is on a middle of the pack you know, team that's not, like, that good. Right. But they're, like, decent. All right. He's talented. He's very talented. All we have for today. Yep. Thank you, Josh, for uh, guest starring on our podcast. This Thanks for having me on, guys. It was a lot of fun.